As we continue on, we're back to the blueprint. Today, I'm going to start with a, with a question that I think all of us have asked ourselves before, and I want you to think through this with me. Have you ever asked the question, why me? Have you, ever, have, have you this week asked the question, why me? Is, has anyone, are you guys all with me? Are you guys asleep? Okay. Why me? What? All right, so we're going to be interactive today. Just to warn you up front, you're going to be talking a little bit to the people around you, so, so find someone around you that, that you can share with, or if you're online, I would, I would um, invite you to maybe comment below. But here's the thing I want you to do. What was the last thing? Have some fun with this. What was the last thing that made you say, why me? Go ahead, share it with someone around you. Why me? I'm thinking of a couple things that would typically make us say, why me? Oh, this is good. You can hear people talking. This is great. All right, so, so uh, the things that we would typically, I'm going to guess that most, uh, I'm never going to get you guys to stop now. It's okay. This is fun. <laughs> The things that we would typically, that would make us say, why me, are, are pro usually negative things in our life. Like, like maybe you just continually have bad things happen to you and you get to the point where you say, why me? I, I remember being at a Detroit Lions football game and, and they lost at the last second and on the way out there was this guy that was just crying out like, why? Why did I become a Detroit football fan? Why me? Maybe, maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's just, maybe you got in a car wreck or something was stolen from you and something you had no control over happened. And typically when something like that happens, we would think, why me? Why did, the, why did that person run into me? Why, why did they take from me? Or, this is, the, this is probably where I've experienced this most in my life, sitting in class or sitting at work and having someone call on you for an answer. And I'm, every time the teacher would, uh, you know, I'd be like halfway awake, halfway asleep, and, and the teacher would say, Alex, you answer. And I'd wake up and I, oh, why me? And why, why do you keep calling on me? I never get these right. You know I'm half asleep, come on. Why me? Usually when we ask that question, we're asking it in, in a negative light. Today I want us to ask that question flipped around. I want you to think of that question from a positive light. Why me? Every single one of us in here is blessed by God. You may not know it, but you are blessed by God. In fact, let's just take a minute. So you did a good job with the last thing. Now turn to someone around you and just share one way that God has blessed you. Go ahead, do it. You can type it in if you're online. We'd love to hear from you. Some of the answers we got this morning in pre-service meeting were, I woke up today. D did you know that the fact that you are awake and alive is a blessing from God? Life is a blessing from God. Maybe some of your answers were, I've got a great family or a great job or... One of the answers this morning was just that we have clean drinking water. We are blessed 
in so many ways. And oftentimes, the why me question comes in the negative, but, but sometimes I ask that question, why me, when I think about God's blessing and God's goodness in my life? Usually that's when I see others that weren't given the same blessing, and I think, why did I get this? Why was I boarded to a wonderful family, wonderful parents, when there are so many people that, that don't experience that? Why was I born where I was born? Why do I have a wonderful church family around me? Why me, when there's so many other people that don't have that blessing? That's the question I want us to ask today. Why me? Why has God blessed me the way God has blessed me? There's two answers we're gonna get to today. The first answer is really simple and I'm gonna give it to you out of the gate and, and, and then we're gonna move on to the second and that's where we're gonna spend our time. But the, the first answer to the question, why me? Why has God blessed me? Why has God blessed you? The answer is really simple. It's because God loves you. God loves you. The creator of the universe loves you and blesses you and gives you blessings because he loves you. That's that simple. Listen, I don't know if you've heard that this week. I don't know if anyone's told you that they love you, but I've got good news today. The God of the universe loves you. And I do too, by the way. All of you, every single one of you. You are loved. That's the first reason that God blesses us. We'll get to the second reason in a minute. We're gonna look at Acts chapter two. Through this series, we've been looking at the beginning of the church in Acts chapter two following Pentecost, and, and we're gonna look back there now, but before we, before we get to Acts chapter two, I wanna go before the moment of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit being poured out. I wanna go to Acts chapter one, verse three. It says, after his suffering, Jesus presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, listen to this next part, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me ask, speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So right here, Jesus tells the apostles, he says, wait here. They've, they, they've known him, they've walked with him, and here they are. He, he comes back, shows them that he is resurrected, and he says, wait here because my Father is going to give you a gift, a blessing. Wait here for the gift. Now, the word gift there is important because this is not something the people had earned. This is not something that, that they deserved in any way. But Jesus says, wait here because there is a gift, or to put it a different way, a blessing that's coming to you. It's the Holy Spirit. After that, 
The apostles are gathered together, about 120 of them, and the Holy Spirit shows up and is poured out on them in incredible, miraculous ways, and they start speaking in tongues, and and people all around can hear it in their own native language, and we see that gift, that blessing poured out on the apostles. So once again, God blesses, God gives the Spirit to the people, so How do they respond? Let's look at Acts chapter 2, verse 42. You should have this memorized by the end of our five weeks. We're reading it every week. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So we have the promise of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, wait here until the Spirit comes to you. And then... It happens. Pentecost happens. The apostles are gathered together and the Holy Spirit pours out on them. They are filled with the Spirit and the result is the beginning of the church. And what we see from the church is that they love each other, they serve each other, they worship together, they eat together, they give to each other. We see the people grow in their faith. They disciple, they, they grow and they stay focused. And so, so the, the, the um, result of the gift of the promise of the Spirit and the filling of the Spirit is that the people become the church and the people grow in love and worship for God and they grow in love for each other. That's the response. So I, I've thought about that question, why me? more and more as I've worked through this. And it brings the question to mind, why does God choose the people that God chooses? Why why the apostles? Most of the time in Scripture, it doesn't tell us why people are chosen. The disciples that Jesus chooses, he doesn't go up to them and say, hey, I've been studying you for a long time and this is why I'm choosing you. He goes up and he says, follow me. And God chooses to bless some people. Why were these people blessed? Now, let me stop because I I want us to to frame this question in, in an important way. If the question that we're asking is why me and not them, let's stop that right now. The main question I want us to ask today is why has God blessed us? We'll get to them in a minute, but why has God blessed us? I think we can get some clarity in Genesis chapter 12. We're going to rewind all the way back to the beginning, to the call of Abram in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. It says, the Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So so the question 
Why does God bless us? Why me? The first answer is because God loves us and God wants to bless us. Abram, it doesn't tell us anywhere why God chose Abram. It doesn't say that that God came to Abram and said, you seem like a, a fitting person to start a family, a great nation out of. It doesn't say that he had a list of qualifications or things that made him the right person for the job. It just says, God showed up and said, I will bless you. I will make you into a great nation. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Let's just start by acknowledging who's doing the work here. When we talk about blessing, we we all shared our blessings, right? The, The ways that we are blessed. Can we just acknowledge really quickly that all of our blessings come from God? Every breath you take is a blessing from God. Every good thing in your life is a blessing from God. Sometimes we're tempted to think, hey, I can do this. I'm pretty good on my own. No, every blessing we have comes from God. Look at this scripture. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. This is God choosing someone who God loves to pour blessing on and to work in their life. God loves us. That's the first answer. God blesses us. That's the first thing. But but then we turn to the second answer to the question. We see it in this scripture, it says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. But listen to the next thing. And you will be a blessing. It goes on and says, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. Um, And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. So the first answer to the question, why me, is that God loves us and God wants to bless us. The second question, the second answer we see right here is that God doesn't just love us, but God loves everyone. Let's get that straight. Just because we are chosen, called, blessed, yes, that means God loves us, but God loves everyone. And the second reason that God blesses us is so that we can become a blessing to others. God works in our life, and then God uses the work in our life to work in other people's lives. We're blessed, we become a blessing. That's the answer, the second answer to the question. God loves the whole world, and God chooses some to bless, to become a blessing to all. He says, I will bless you, and then you will become a blessing. Let's go back to the the early church, the beginning of the church. We read Acts chapter 1. We, we heard Jesus say, wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Wait here in Jerusalem, and I'm going to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. In verse 8 of Acts chapter 1, this is what it says about the blessing of the Holy Spirit. It says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends 
of the earth. Does that sound familiar to Abram? Does that sound familiar to what we hear throughout God's word? I'm going to bless you with the Holy Spirit, the gift, because I love you. Then you will be my witnesses to the rest of the world, because I love the rest of the world. I will bless you. I will make you a blessing. And, and it happened almost immediately. 120 people are gathered there and the spirit is poured out. The gift is given. The blessing happens. And immediately, it says there were about 3,000 people that experienced this. These were Jews from all over the world, experienced that blessing. And through that experience, came to know Christ as their savior, came to have faith in God. Blessing turned to blessing. And so the church begins. And this is where, uh, this is where I think it gets really good. Because when, when I said we were talking about evangelism earlier, some of you probably got a little bit scared, right? We get kind of scared of evangelism in the church, don't we? This is what I love about Evangelism. What does the church do when they experience the blessing of God? How do they respond? How do the people respond when the Holy Spirit is poured out on them? They stayed focused on God and grew in discipleship. They loved each other in fellowship. They worshiped together daily. They served each other. It says they sold what they had and gave it to those in need, which led to evangelism. What the church did when the Spirit was poured out and the church was born is the church did what the church was supposed to do, love God and love others. That's how they responded. And it says in verse 47, the result, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. There, there's something awesome that happens here. When the Holy Spirit fills the people of God and the people of God worship and they serve and they love and they fellowship, evangelism happens. Notice what you didn't see here. You didn't see the Holy Spirit is poured out on the people and so they formulate a plan and they send missionaries all over the world and they get a, they get a track and they, they get their megaphones and they go out on the street. That's not what they did. And listen, let me stop. Those are good things. Those are things that God calls people to do, to go be a missionary, to go. In fact, later we'll see Paul go become the first missionary to reach the world for Christ. But right here, the result of the filling of the Holy Spirit is not some elaborate campaign for evangelism. It's that the people of God love God, worship God, serve God, love each other, spend time together, serve each other, and they grow as disciples and evangelism happens. We were talking about this a little bit yesterday in prayer time. Um, God blesses others when the church functions as it should. We were talking about how, how the church needs to step up in today's world. God will bless others. God will work in others' lives when the church does what it should do. 
Worship, serve, fellowship, become disciples and stay focused on Christ, and evangelize, share our faith. God blesses others through our living out God's blessing on us. And so the beginning of evangelism is that simple. They did what we're talking about in this series. And it worked. People were added daily. People were saved. Now, let's stop and let's, let's make a really clear distinction. Because I think this is what's so tough for us when it comes to evangelism. I think that we get in our head that evangelism means that we have to get other people saved. It's our job as evangelists to get other people to accept Christ as their Savior. That's not our job. That's God's job. God saves. We are just faithful to be a conduit of blessing for others. We just do what God calls us to do, and God's Spirit, just as it showed up at Pentecost, will show up and do the work of salvation through Christ, through the Holy Spirit. That's evangelism. We get scared of it, but it's not that scary because it's not about us. It's about the power of God at work in and through us. God saves. We're just called to be a blessing. Takes the pressure off, doesn't it? It even says in there, when, when, what we said earlier, um, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my, what's the word? My witnesses. You know what I didn't hear it say? You will be my expert, expert salvation technicians. You will be my super talented army of people who are going to figure this thing out. No, it says you will be witnesses. Our job is just to be witnesses of the power and the work and the grace and the love of God. That's it. Be witnesses. Turn to the person next to you. Let's, let's get back into this. Say, you are loved. All right, now say, you are blessed. Now say, now get really serious and look at them. Get really serious. Come on. Give them the look. Say, bless others. God blesses us because God loves us. But God loves everyone and God blesses us so that we can become a blessing to others. Listen, today... Very simply, if you are sitting in this room, if you are sitting online listening to me and God has done something in your life and blessed you, you are called to be a conduit of blessing to others. It's not just for the missionaries, it's not just for the, the, the connection group leaders, it's not just for pastors, it's for every one of us. God blesses us because he loves us and God blesses us because he wants to bless others through us. You have a job to do. You have homework today. You ready for some homework? We're gonna give you a really simple way to do your homework today. You are called to be a blessing to others and so, so we've got something for you. I've got some helpers that are gonna get up and help me out. We've got some magnets that we made. This is something that a friend of mine, um, Pastor Jason Caddy, who was the pastor at Parkview, um, now he's down in Tennessee. He shared this with me a while back, and as I thought of this evangelism thing, I thought this is the simplest way for us to help you 
be an evangelist and share your faith. So they're bringing around a magnet. It looks like this. It says on it, what word do you think it says? I've said it a million times today. Bless. Yes, some of you already have it. That's great. Bless. This is how we can be a blessing to others. It's not some elaborate system. It's not some crazy thing. We are called to be a blessing, so bless. Begin with prayer. Let's talk through it. Begin with prayer. This is a simple one. We begin with prayer. Why do we begin with prayer? Because it's not us that are going to accomplish the work. It's the Holy Spirit. So we pray and we ask God, hey, God, would you please work in this situation, in this person's life. So let me, let me explain this real quick. At the bottom of it, there's a white spot, and this is what we're going to do with it. I want every person in here to take one of these and to pray about somebody that God is calling you to be a blessing to. God has blessed you because he loves you. God loves everybody. I want you to pray over the next hour, day, week, who God wants you to be a blessing to. And then I want you to begin praying for that person every day. I want you to begin praying that God would give you opportunities and that God would bless this person through you. Let me tell you something. This changed my thinking on evangelism. For the longest time, I struggled with, with how do I share my faith effectively? And you know what I came to that changed my, the way I think is I started with prayer. I started praying every day, God, give me opportunities and show me ways that I can share my faith with others. And what I found is that when you pray, when you begin with prayer, the Holy Spirit that showed up at Pentecost works in your heart, in your mind, and all of a sudden, you start to have opportunities and you start to see opportunities. So we begin with prayer. Number two, we listen with care. Listen to that, those words very carefully. We listen with care. Why do we listen with care? So we choose a person, we begin praying for them, and then we're going to listen to that person. Why do we listen to that person? Because God loves us, but God loves everyone. These are God's children created for his glory, and so every person that's going to be written on one of these cards has a story and every person is worth listening to. So you pray for them every day. You listen to them with care. Number three, you eat together. This is a good one. We all love eating, right? I'm on a diet. I don't love eating right now. <laughs> we eat together. We begin with prayer. We listen with care. And then we eat together. We love to eat together, don't we? That's one of my favorite things to do is to just get together with somebody and eat. Why is that? Because when you eat with somebody, you grow in your relationship and now you're listening, you're praying for them and you're sharing, you're fellowshipping, you're growing in relationship. And then four, you serve in love. So as you're praying, as you're listening, when you eat together, you Listen for opportunities and look for opportunities to serve the person you're praying for. And then the fifth one, and this is probably the scariest, but it shouldn't be, because it's simple. Share your faith, share your story. Here's the thing, I've found that when I pray every day, God, give me opportunities, God, open my heart, open my mind, show me how to do this. When I listen to others, when I build relationship with others, when I 
find opportunities to serve others, I've found that God will give you opportunity after opportunity to share your faith. And it's, it's not some elaborate story that you have to tell. It's your story. What's God done in your life? How has the Holy Spirit? What, we did this at the beginning of the service. How are you blessed? You turned and you shared how you're blessed with someone around you. Now, I know we're sitting in church, but nothing's stopping us from sharing God's blessing with others. It doesn't have to be some big churchy thing. Just be a witness. The Holy Spirit's working. God blesses us. God wants to bless others. You are called to be a blessing. You know what I love about this? This is essentially asking you to do what the church is meant to do. Look at it. It's, it's praying. It's worshiping. It's, it's fellowshipping. It's serving. It's loving. It's, it's discipling. This is saying just do. Go back to the blueprint. Go back to the blueprint. And God will work the Holy Spirit through you. Are you willing to do this? Is there anyone in here that would say, I can't pray, I can't listen, I can't eat, I can't serve, I can't... These are easy. Every single one of us is blessed to be a blessing. So there's a couple, couple things I wanna, want you to think about. There may be some people in, in the room here that, that maybe you would say, I haven't fully grasped God's love and God's grace and I haven't really experienced that salvation moment and that grace of God. I want you to take one of these. And I want you to write the name of somebody that you know has experienced those things. And I want you to begin to pray. And I want you to begin to listen to them. And I want you to do all of these things. And I have faith that if you will do these things, you will see God's blessing in your life. But then there's a lot of us in here who already have seen God's blessing and we're called to be a blessing to others. As we sing this last song, as you go from here, I know that you don't have markers. I would challenge you to use a dry erase marker because then you can do this for a while and then if God puts someone else's name on your heart, you can add them to it. I want you to take this and I want you to pray. Lord, who do you want me to be a blessing to? I want you to understand God's love for you. That's know that God loves you so much. But number two, know that God wants to share that love with the people around you. So as we sing this last song, I just want to invite you to worship. I want to invite you to pray. I want you to pray, Lord, who would you have me put on this? I want you to thank God for the blessings and I want you to ask God to start to give you opportunities to be a blessing. Lord. We love you today. I thank you for this wonderful, wonderful group of people. I thank you for your church. Most of all, Lord, I thank you for the blessing of your spirit that pours out on us, that graces us, that loves us, that gives us life. Lord, thank you. Lord, I pray that you would put people's names, put people's faces in our minds and our hearts right now. And I pray that we as the church would be who you called us to be and that we would be evangelistic and that we would be witnesses for you. Lord, if each one of us would, would put a name down and start praying and start 
start following this. I believe that your spirit wants to do incredible things. So Lord, work in our hearts, work in our lives today, and help us to be a blessing. We love you, Jesus. Amen.